Welcome back to the greatest post-game podcast show of the Noble Bears. <laughs> We're the only post-game show. That's right, but you know what? What's different about this post-game show? We're two yard birds just doing this for No, fun? this is the first post-game show after a Noble District Championship for and since forever. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is the first post-game pod- podcast after a district championship ever. Th- yep. This is excellent information. So we won in 1975. We won in 2003. And... Podcasts weren't even a thing in those years. We won in 2019. So give it up for your 2019 Noel Bears district champions Woo! 2019. By week nine, we could lose this week. We're still district champions, but we won't lose this week. Because we play Southeast. But, hey, everyone's excited. I had the most shares by any one post on the Bear Blitz Facebook page, I think. It rivals another post, which is the Shawnee win in 2016. Yeah. But I was also awarded some money to make that one uh, like a sponsored ad. So it you know, got more people. But for a non-paid ad, that was the most shares I ever had. I think it's up to about 140 shares, something like that. Hadn't looked at it like all day, but it was pretty close this morning or last night. So thank you all for sharing that District Champions post. It was awesome to post that. I couldn't wait till... After this game, to you know, just let everybody know that we were district champions. So it was really awesome. There was uh, a good amount of fans there. I was hoping for more. There wasn't as many fans as there were two years ago when we were up there, but it was still a huge win. Noble won 42 to 28. Um, Noble is still ranked fifth as per the Oklahoman rankings today. Even though Noble, Which is stupid. Even though Noble got the biggest win of any 5A team this week. No other team in front of us played anyone that was any good. But Noble got the big win at Ardmore. Uh, it was just a, another great win for the Bears. Even though we'd beat them before uh, two years ago. I think this is the second time now we've ever beaten them. Because the series before was like 6-1. Um, to one. You know, Ardmore had beat us six times. So, great to get another win down there. Maybe we can beat them at our Noble Stadium, Noble Stadium North, sometime. (laughs) That would be awesome, maybe next year. But, looking at your scoring, it was Austin Fisher with the pass complete to Chili Lorenz for 26 yards for a touchdown. That was 10-36 left in the first quarter. And extra point was blocked, so it made it 6-0. And Ardmore would score to make it 7-6. to six, And then Noble would score. It was an Austin Fisher pass again to Chili Lorenz for 72 yards. And the kick was blocked again, so it would be 12-7. to seven. Then Ardmore would take the lead 14-12. to 12, 
And Ardmore would also score again on a long run at 84 yards to make it 21-12. And before the half, Austin Fisher would hook up with his cousin Braden Fisher on a 41-yard touchdown reception to make it 21-18, a two-point conversion there. Pass to Gavin Yeager was no good. So it would be 21-18 at the half, and the Bears would be feeling good because the Bears were facing like uh, 15 guys on the field. So it was 15 to 11 there for a little bit. Uh, so it was great. And to be down by three and having to face that many guys against you in the first half was pretty amazing. You, you might need to stop and explain that. Well, I was waiting for you to explain and ask me oh. what you're talking about. Well, I knew what you were talking about. There oh, were some okay. refs that were... Awful. No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was bad. I don't want to dwell on that, but they had a few calls that were very questionable, and I'm pretty sure a ball hit the ground. They called an interception, and I was looking for that play in my highlights, and I should have not been just looking on the card because I was deleting crud plays I didn't want, and I'm pretty sure I deleted it. And I didn't think it was it because I could clearly see it hit the ground. So I didn't. I was like, no, that's not the play. And I think it was. So, but I don't. So I don't have it. But it's all good. We won the game. I don't even care about the refs now. But if we would have lost, man, you better be believing. I would have been like posting it up. Like, look at this garbage. But I don't care. We won. It's in the past. We're district champs. So. We overcame. The second half, Noble got started with a pass to, again, to Braden Fisher for five yards and a touchdown. And the two-point conversion was good to Jay Smith, and that made it 34-28. And on the pass to Jay Smith, one of, uh, I believe it was a line, one of Ardmore's linemen came running at Austin Fisher and hit him right in the face. I didn't really see it. But I heard it, and I heard Mr. Solomon yell at him, Hey, hey, that was to his face. You know, I got it on video. I can hear him yelling at him. So that was a 15-yard penalty. So we got to kick from like the 45-yard line, whatever it put the ball. I don't even know. But we got to kick it and kick it deep in the end zone. So we tried to, I guess, kick it to the end zone. It was about 5 yards short, five or 10 yards short of the end zone. And Ardmore went to return it. And ended up going backwards, trying to make some room for himself. And Brandon Harper, uh, Brandon came around the edge and was able to poke it out. Poke the ball out. The ball went rolling into the end zone. It touched, I know, at least probably three Noble Bears and a couple Ardmore guys. And then it was Sean Gillespie jumping on it for the special teams touchdown. And that would put Noble up 34 28. No, it'll be 4228. Uh no. It put Noble up 34 to 28. And it was a great play. It was awesome. And then the two-point conversion went to Jay Smith, and that was once again good. So Bears led 3428. Okay. And I don't know how to read a pair. It was actually not 3428 at that time. It was 3421, but this scoring's kind of messed up here. <laughs> I, uh, I can't follow it. It was a little rough. But shout out to Reynolds Ford guy. Oh my goodness, I can't think of his name. Help me out, Jess. <laughs> How did I forget his name? I have no idea. Well, you know who he is. I call him Reynolds Ford guy. Shout out to our stats guy. 
Oh, <laughs> I can't, can't remember his, his name. name. I'll get it later in the podcast. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, it's going to drive me crazy, the whole thing now. All right. So, Noble led by a lot. They led by 42-21, and it was uh, that long drive with Gavin Yeager where they were giving him the ball in the fourth quarter was our last score. And, uh, that yeah, that made it 42-21. And Noble would get the late... I mean, Arbor would get the late two point or uh, the late touchdown to make it 42-28, and Jay Smith once again had the two point conversion. That was his uh, third one on the night. So, great night by the Bears' offense for sure, and the Bears' special teams and the defense all played well once again with each other. Um, the uh, Looking at some of the stats, the uh, total offense, Noble had 459 yards, Ardmore had 407, uh, Noble ran 61 plays, Ardmore ran 60 plays, um, passing offense, 216 yards for the Bears, 109 for Ardmore, and Austin Fisher went 13 for 18 passing. And he had four touchdowns to one interception. And Noble rushed for a total of 243 yards on 43 attempts. That's 5.7 yards per rush. And they had 216 receiving yards on uh, the 13 completions. And penalties, they had eight for 55 yards. Um, So I'm seeing two turnovers by Noble here. For some reason, I can't think of both the turnovers right now. One was the Austin, Austin the interception. Fisher. He just took it out oh, of Oh, that's hands. right. Yeah, Austin Fisher was down there driving, and the guy just kind of ripped it out. And then one was the um, the red zone interception that looked like it hit the ground. So it, I don't even know what it did. It bounced off the ground. So, yeah, once again, we're the, right there close to scoring, and we don't put it in. Oh, that was twice, I know for sure. We didn't put it in. And then, yeah, because both I, of them were like... Yeah. And then again, to end the game, we're, we ended it in the red zone, basically taking a knee. So... Uh, Should have put it in again. Three times, yeah. We didn't need our 15 points, though, because we'd wrapped up the district by that point. So, Noble had 22 first downs. Ardmore had 15. So, it just looked pretty good for the Bears. Uh, shout out to Hunter Largent. He had a huge game, and the broadcast announcers for the uh, for Ardmore really talked him up a lot. They said, wow, he would be our MVP because they were asking, who, who are we going to give our little MVP of the game to? And one of the guys go, how, how about Hunter Largent? And the guy just kind of goes, well, uh, I guess if you were noble. <laughs> so they even wanted to give it to Hunter Largent. But, Let me uh, yeah. Hunter, curiosity. Hunter had 10 tackles. Nine solo tackles, two assisted tackles, one sack, and one tackle for loss. And uh, so great numbers there. And Braden Fisher had six tackles, six for solo tackles. Um, looking at the receiving, once again, Chili Lorenz, six receptions for 111 yards. He's the top. Uh, he had the most receptions for the third game in a row. And Braden Fisher had three receptions for 52 yards. He had a huge night, too. And uh, so it's just good to see the offense roll in the passing game. It's awesome to see because 
they were uh, pretty good at stiffing our run there for for a lot of the game. But and shout out to Jay Smith. He uh, was the Reynolds Ford MVP of the game. And Jay, what did uh, what did Jay's stats look like? Sorry, Jess, that was yours. That was supposed to be mine. Uh, Jay had two carries for not two yards. Yeah, it was two yards. Two yards. He had two catches for 29 yards. He had one solo tackle. He had one interception. Um, That's where he stole the ball in like midair. It looks like Ardmore was going to catch it, and Jade came down with it, and it was an interception. Uh, he, then he had three two-point conversions. Receptions, yeah. Receptions, sorry. He had four punt returns, averaging five, eight, five yards. That does not look like a five. <laughs> um, so he had a really good night. Yeah, he I was... think it was between him and Hunter, and the game ball went to Jay. Yep. Jay had uh, never gotten one, but here, here is uh, Jay after the game. We were able to talk to him. Here's was his thoughts of the game and on his MVP of the game. Here with Jay Smith, man. We're 29 district, 2019 district champions. Yes, sir. How's that feel? It feels amazing. One in a lifetime thing. Yeah. It feels great. You went knowing, out. Knowing we haven't done it since 2002, 2003, one and two. 2003. Yep. It's it's amazing. That's awesome, man. You just had some clutch catches on those all those two-point conversions. I think you had three in a row. Yes, sir. It was that was just amazing to see. What was going through your head when you're just you caught that one on this end zone down here with your feet in? I, was that, like, I have to give full effort to catch this ball. I do it for my team. I do it for my coaches. They do it for me. Yeah. So I give them full effort. They give it back. Yeah, and you could you could see it too. It was an amazing catch. All right. Uh, you healthy? Yes, sir. I'll be fine. All right. My head's hurting a little bit. All righty. Uh, MVP of the game. Uh, is that your first one this season? Yes, sir. First one. First one in all of high school. Wow. So okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes, They've uh, been more of a running team this year, but man, tonight they needed you and you stepped up. And it just yes, must feel great in this big a game and this rivalry. It feels amazing. All righty, man. This has been uh, Jay Smith. So Jay Smith had a great game. I couldn't hardly believe that was his first one ever as a high school player to get that MVP ball. But I asked him how he was doing because we were walking towards the bus area and he was kind of limping around. I was like, man, you all right? So I think he was just a little sore from that, all those uh, stretch out catches he had. But we're gonna get to a quick break real fast. Next we'll have Coach George and uh, a little word from Kyle Hughes and Austin Fisher. So stay with us. post-game podcast. It was Noble 42, Ardmore 28. Noble Bears are your 2019 district champions. And it was Scott Womack. Scott Womack is his name. Sorry, Scott, but thank you for all the stats you have provided all season. Sorry, we're a dork and it's kind of late. Yeah. So, what was the most awesome part about this game that was just amazing that we could do again? 
the fact getting to chant this is our house at you their think? Animal study <laughs> it's kind of happened every year so two years ago we chanted this is our house at their noble stadium last year they chanted it at our noble stadium so this year we just returned the favorite carried on the tradition that's what we did yeah our fans were ready for that because they even started <laughs> early it seems like i heard it kind of coming and then uh, I think Gavin Ager got another first down, and it was just like, oh, yeah, they're going to sing it now. So it was just like, this is our house. And I was watching the broadcast, and you could hear it loud on the Ardmore broadcast, so it was funny. I loved hearing it. But right now we're going to hear from Coach George just after Noble's district championship and his first district championship as well. All right, I think that locks up the district championship, man. Yeah, well, district champs, that's right. Third time in school history. That's pretty special. Is this your first one as a coach? That's my first one as a football coach, so it's, it's pretty dadgum special to me. Oh, wow. What's it going to take just to keep rolling in the playoffs, man? I just keep doing what we do, keep getting better every week. You know, we got another week to get better next week, and then you host the first round. If you're fortunate enough to win that round, you get the second round at home, too. So the one good thing, we'll be at the – be at home. There's no place oh, yeah. like home there at Noble Stadium. Yeah, or this Noble Stadium. We've had some pretty good luck here, yeah, too. Yeah, uh, this Noble Stadium here has been nice to us, too, the last couple of years. Last two times we've yeah. been here. You're down at the half again, and you come out and get the win. The same thing at El Reno. Just what did it take? What was the message at the uh, half? You know, halftime, we knew we didn't play our best game. We were only down by three. You know, if we could get it rolling, defense, you know, to keep getting some stops, we'll be okay. You know, I mean, everybody was relaxed, and – you know, everybody felt pretty good in there. And we came out, defense got stops. We were, you know, shutting them out there the second half till we gave up that counter play for about 60 or 50. But we, uh, you know, offense got rolling a little bit. And, you know, the offensive line took over that fourth quarter. They just, I mean, they were running back was untouched three or four yards into the line. So. Yeah, how about Gavin Yeager coming in running out the clock for you? Ah, that's good. I mean, that's <laughs> come in and big old boy like him get the ball and get in there and get those tough yards. Man, that's just the thing about this team. They're not selfish. and You know, whatever someone's got to do to be a, for us to be successful, they do it. Sounds good, that man. All right, we will see you next week. All Southeast right. Senior night, night, baby. Here we go. <laughs> All right, that was Coach George after the big win. And just uh, he sounded excited, man. I'm, I'm just so happy for him getting his first district championship. We were did great in 2017, but that's something that we did not get then. And, of course, 2016, he finished second in the district and got that home playoff spot, but we did not uh, move on in the playoffs then. So it's good to get the district championship. Hopefully we can move further. But in the background of that interview, I don't know if you anyone else heard it, but did you hear it, Jess? Uh, I could kind of hear it in some parts. So they've done this twice now. The last time we won at Ardmore two years ago, and then this year. We win. Scoreboard shuts off fast. It wasn't like Arena. Arena left their scoreboard up for all to see for like 30 minutes after the yeah. game. Now, Ardmore it shuts. It wasn't as fast this year, though. Ardmore shuts that down. And then they crank on some worship music to just, you know, yeah, kill the, the vibe. And it's not even like. Upbeat worship music. It's this like, year it was like some jazzy type <laughs> worship music, but two years ago, man, it was like we we're trying to over there celebrate, and I'm just like looking for the people 
praying. <laughs> and there were some guys crying that that game. I know that. Yeah, there were. Because it was the playoffs. I mean, they were feeling bad that game. But it kind of had that same vibe. They're trying to kind of kill our kill our party over there with this jazzy worship they, music they stuff. They also announced, and this was a little while. It wasn't immediately after the game, but it was a little while after the game. Uh, we Well, right after we finished up this interview with Coach George, they announced, we need everybody to get out. Go to IHOP down the street or something, but gotta go. I yeah. didn't hear that. That's funny. Uh, so it was just a uh, you know a fun time again. Uh, both of I would say Coach George's two biggest wins of both came at that stadium. Wouldn't you? Would you think? I mean that clinched a district championship for us. You could say that the uh, Tulsa Kelly win. In 2017, up at Tulsa Kelly, the, the first playoff win. I mean, that was a huge win, too. The Shawnee win a couple years ago. The Shawnee win in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big win. But, man, we killed them 56-33. So it, was, it wasn't like a close win at the end. Of course, this one wasn't either. But, yeah, we've had some good wins. It's uh, good for the program when you're trying to figure out which wins were the biggest. So that's something Noble's never been able to do before the last few years. Before Coaches George... You know, really his tenure. But, um, let's see. Let's hear from Austin Fisher. Austin Fisher. Thank you for getting me back on track. I lost my spot. So, here is Austin Fisher after the game. He got a quick word in before he snatched a Whataburger. Real quick, man, what's your thoughts on the district championship 2019? Uh, It's freaking awesome. I can't believe it. We just played super good. We just never let down. Just all gas, no break, and it's incredible. All right. What's First team in like 15 years to win a district championship. Yeah, 2003. So yes, sir. Be awesome. What, what do you got to do to keep this team moving forward in the, uh, in the playoffs? Just keep the chemistry. I mean, we're all there. We're all playing on sync, and it's just really good. We got to keep playing hard. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. So, shout out to Austin Fisher on once again having a great game. And now he can say, I believe, he did something that his Dad did not do. I don't think they, yeah, they didn't win a district championship in the 90s. So, uh, sorry, Mr. Fisher. What's his name? Shane. Uh, your son's outdone you now. So, we'll see uh, what, you know, what the playoff holds, what the playoffs hold. So, it's going to be a fun one for sure. Um, looking at the district race, um, of course, Noble locked up the championship, but it's going to be a race to the finish for for the last spots here. Uh, El Reno, if, if El Reno wins this week, they will get second in the district. And Ardmore, uh, Noble 6-0, El Reno's 5-1, Ardmore sits 4-2. So if, if El Reno loses... And Ardmore wins, which Ardmore's going to win. They play Western Heights. Uh, they would be tied, but El Reno would have the tiebreaker because El Reno beat them. So it should be Noble, El Reno, Ardmore. And if Ardmore were to lose somehow, which probably won't happen, they would be tied with Duncan, except they would have the win there, the tiebreaker there. Um, so really, your big race is going to between be between Duncan and Lawton Mack for that fourth spot. Uh, both teams come into the last week at 3-3 three and three in district play. So it's going to come down 
uh, you know, to, to that week 10 to see what happens and see who gets the fourth spot in 5A1. Who do they play? I, you weren't supposed to ask me that, Jess. Let's see. Sorry, I didn't know. Let's see. Duncan will be playing at Altus. So I'm going to say Duncan gets that win. And Lawton Mack plays El Reno. And that will be a uh, tough game there. But I, I imagine Lawton Mack and El Reno, I imagine they'll be pretty close. Because Lawton Mack, um, they don't miss the playoffs much. They they missed it for the first time last year in several, several years. And it's just not like them to miss. They were actually picked to win the district this year. And when I saw that prediction, my first thing was they're not going to win the district this year. We played them last year really close and um, should have beat them. You know, we, we actually played them closer than, than any other team except Western Heights and Southeast, I think. We got closer to beating them than anybody anybody last season. So I just kind of laughed at that. I was like, no, nah, they're not going to win the district this year. And even with a um, – healthy racer felter i don't i don't think that defense was gonna was gonna hold them there because you know we put 50 on them in the rain so anyways enough of that district talk we're past that we are into the playoffs into the looking at the bracket it looks like the bears will face woodward at home in the playoffs to start it will for sure be a home game and um, Woodward has to play Piedmont, so it's be tough to say what happens there, but I would venture to say that Piedmont will get the win, so it will keep Woodward in the fourth place in 5A2, and so we'll play them, and then we'll end up playing the winner of a 2-3 game of the Tulsa sided districts, um, so there's a few, a few teams there we could end up playing. Uh, you have like Tulsa Kelly, McAllister, some of those teams we played in in the districts uh, in 2016 and 17. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that that game should be at home as well. Um, yes. As long as we win the first game, the second game is a home. Yes, if home we game if we well. uh, if we win the first first game, which we have to win to keep on playing, it's a you know single elimination. For those of you who aren't really familiar with the playoffs, uh, you just keep going as long as you're winning, and then the second. Second game, second round will be at home since we're the first place team, and then the third game, which will be the semifinal, will we'll move to a neutral site. Yes, will be a, a neutral location site, and um, I wouldn't. I'd venture to say it'd probably be at Western Heights again if I were to guess right now, because the last three or four years they've been using Western Heights Field and Nobles Field in these um, playoff games that they have in Oklahoma City. That you know that's kind of the neutral location for for these teams so um and in a semi-final game we could end up seeing uh like piedmont again or ardmore again or one of one of those teams i'm i'm pretty sure i saw a bracket that um uh mr lorenz had kind of filled in i hadn't really put the pencil to it because i don't get into that really that far down the road i'm just I'm kind of like the team. I like to focus, you know, on the game at hand, which is Southeast this week. Man, we just got to keep on rolling. I'm, I'm excited to see these young guys get a chance again to play because I liked watching that second half at Western Heights, just seeing seeing the future, seeing Colin Fisher, seeing LT Taylor, seeing uh, number 25, leaving my head here, Tavion Gibbons, 
seeing all these all these young guys. So young guys that are going to be the future. And who is that number 23? Forgetting him, Colin Thomas. So yeah, it'll be fun to see all those guys again, getting some playing time, I'd imagine. And a lot of your senior players should get some uh, action on senior night, especially some of the ones that don't get to see the field a lot. I imagine they will this Friday for senior night. So it's kind of a perfect yeah. storm for them, getting an easy team on senior night when we've already locked up the district championship. So if you have a senior football player who's never started, you need to be at the game. Senior night, I'm sure you would be, but he's going to see the field for sure. Uh, it's also Little League night, so come out and see some yeah. little bitty teddy bears. Little League night, so Little League night, senior night, and yeah, if I mean, what do we got to do to keep this thing rolling, Jess? Um, we've got to keep doing what we've been doing. Yeah. Right. What What do you do every What do we do every Friday that we got to keep on doing? Nothing. Taking our kid to somebody else. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> surprised we won because usually we eat Arby's before an this away game. This is true. Game. We usually eat Arby's before but away games. Somehow, we well, there wasn't Santa real Fe. close Arby's. We went to the Santa Fe Steakhouse and grabbed a bite to eat because we had time. So, but yeah, man, usually we always end up going to Arby's before games. But there are some good superstitions going around. Uh, Mr. Fisher. Shane. Shane. Um, he apparently we talked to I, I talked to him after the game. He apparently wears the same pair of shorts. He wears shorts to the game. Under his sweats or whatever oh, nice. he wears, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then they said they eat something I can't remember off the top of my head. They huh. eat something specific, but yeah, he he was stripping down some clothes oh, for nice. the ride home. And the the players, you know, they eat breakfast at the same spot, whether it's a, a home game or an away game. Yeah. I guess so. That's pretty cool. Um, here's what lineman Kyle Hughes had to say after the game. All right, here with Kyle Hughes. Um, what is your thoughts after this district championship, man? Third one in school history. I'm extremely excited for where we're going, but this is just a game for us right now. We got to look forward to playoffs, see how far we can make it. Heck yeah, man. That's it. That's that awesome. Good. That was a great word by Kyle Hughes. <laughs> all right, that's all he had to say, people. He said, we don't even care about this little championship, whatever. It's on to the playoffs. And that was like the best audio I think I've had. Because I said, hey, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Hughes, right? Because I never really talked to him. I said, you want you want to talk for the podcast? He was all like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll talk. And he came in, said that, walked away. I was like, oh, that was some awesome stuff. <laughs> so I was like, man, there, I mean, this was not more than 30 minutes after they took the knee in that district championship clinching win. He is just, nah, that's great. Uh, we got playoffs to go to now. So that was pretty awesome. Awesome to hear. Cause I, it was just funny because I was like, oh, that was, that was some great audio. It was some terrible audio and the best audio all at the same time. And you know, so. I really kind of get that feel from the team. Like a couple years ago... Well, it was the last time we played at Ardmore, and that sent us into the semifinals, right? Mm-hmm. When we got done with that game, everybody was crying. Well, yeah, Bay think about uh, it. Not Baylor Buell. Um, uh, Danny Arevalo was, like, bawling. Well, Noble had never gone that far before. There was a lot of emotion. Lot, Friday night, it was just like, yeah, we're 
We're district champs. Alright. Yeah, not and in the playoffs yet. And we moved on and... Yeah, this is All's the... Well that ends this well. is the first time Noble has ever, like, controlled their own destiny. Well, okay, I can't speak for 1975. But speaking of 2003, in 2003, uh, it was week 10 and we we're playing northwest i believe and we we're beating them i want to say it was like I mean, this is all pure off memory it was like 33 to 14 or something beating them at the end and the announcer for noble at the time was kind of announcing the score i believe i believe it was the carl albert guthrie game and guthrie well we had beat guthrie that year 35 14 and lost to carl albert and then guthrie went and beat carl albert in the last week, so it made us district championship. So we didn't know until that week ten, and they announced it over the PA system in the stadium, and then they, you know, went and dumped a bunch of water on uh, Steve Barrett for winning it there. So it was kind of it was out of our hands, so we had to just wait and see what happened. So it was kind of weird, especially in week nine, going able to just win a game and be district championships, uh, be district champions. And that was a cool thing. I love when coaches get water dumped on them. And Coach George got a little water dumped on him Friday night. And he did. He did. But that was cold. It was yeah, like one bucket I, of water. I walked up to him after the game. Caleb was getting the stuff finished packing up. And I was like, hang on for a second. We want to come talk. And we're standing there. And I was like, man, you look a little wet. He was like, yeah. It's kind of a good reason, though. Like, yes, it is. Sir. I knew, yes, I knew they were gonna do it, and I saw the bucket, and then you never I, did see I the wasn't, bucket. I wasn't ex. Well, I saw it like way before they did it. I saw uh, the trainer say, "Hey, keep one bucket." I'm like, "Okay, I know what that's for." And so, um, I knew they were gonna do it. And I was filming something, and then all of a sudden, right to my right, it's just getting dumped on. I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm glad I didn't like dump that on my camera. Great night would have turned real bad, but. It was awesome to see. Did they dump water on him at the Ardmore game there last time? I believe so. so, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I can't hardly remember him. I don't remember. Getting much dumped on him, but uh, definitely, I don't think there's highlights of it in our video from that game. No, they so. definitely didn't tell. Like, they told us Friday night, before the game clock had even run down. They were, people were coming up saying, hey, they're dumping water on him. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then. Good thing they didn't do it too early in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Plan that. I may have been planning something with the cheerleaders. We're not going to talk about it, though. <laughs> Jessica's so lucky we won. If we would have lost, it would have been her fault that we lost. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to talk about it no more. Because that's not ever going to happen again. But. It's going to happen again. I like to live on I edge. think this is going to wrap up this long podcast. And we will see you all at Noble Stadium North this Friday night for Senior Night. Thank you.